0: The UK's leading app for next game availability. Download Down to Play from the App Store and Google Play. Welcome to this week's episode of The Saturday Manager. I'm your host, Mick Puzic, and manager of and Roach Reserves, who play Kent County Division 1 West. Well, it was a pretty quiet week last week, um, all things and Reserves. Uh, we didn't have a game cast for Saturday the first of April, and as I kind of alluded to in the previous episode, the game against um, Metrogas, we were down to uh, bare eleven, and we had another injury picked up during that game, and subsequently we had a couple more dropouts. So with the low numbers and no game that Saturday, um, we decided to have a rest from training, let the lads kind of recuperate, and. Uh, get over there and knock some pulls and um, we had a whole week off so we are back to training um, this week we haven't got any games booked in for the eighth either so it's quite a it's a case of just ticking over really we've got our session booked in for Wednesday and we're looking forward to seeing everybody back and keeping our fitness and, and kind of ticking over well um, as we look forward to our last fixture which won't be till the 22nd of April um, when we we're at home to Bexley. So it's something to look forward to. And, you know, no complaints. We've got a couple of weeks to focus on them and to get our training right and get our tactics right. So it's a good opportunity there. So, not much more to go really on the preamble. Um, we do have a really good interview coming up now with Orpiton uh, FC manager, uh, Steve Tindall. <sighs> We now welcome to the show, Auckland FC first team manager, Steve Tyndall. Steve, welcome to the show. How are you doing?
1: Yeah, hi. Uh, great for having me. Yeah, uh, quite good. Doing well. Uh, obviously, we're having quite a good season, so it's in a, it puts in a sort of good mood. I'm in a good mood all the time when we're winning. So.
0: It really does, doesn't it? It's amazing how uh, it can affect your weekend and your week, really, can't it? If you get yeah. a bad result or a bad result, come to that. Yeah. So just for a few of the listeners out there, obviously, you're... Managing Alburton FC's first team, who play Kent County Division Two West. So, yeah. you're one you're one division below us at the moment in the in the uh, league as it stands. But you're having quite a good season there, which we'll come to. But just for those who who don't know so much about the club and yourself, maybe just a chance to have a quick chat about your coaching journey. How did you first get into coaching football?
1: Uh, so I think I must started about ten years ago now. Um... I think sort of counting for this, this must be my 10th season it now and it, it, it's always been at the club. Uh, I started at Orpington, I must have been 21, round about then. Um, so 30 now, 31 in a in a month or so. Um, so time's gone quite quick really. So really I started with, uh, it was a, not sort of accidental, but I sort of emailed the club just sort of saying oh, I'd like to get going and coach in coaching. I sort of expected to come in and help someone out or, you know, sort of just putting out cones to begin with. But mm. sort of got thrown in the deep end straight away with a, an under-8 team. Uh, obviously quite young. They're all sort of new to football. They're a brand new team. Mm. Uh, but, yeah, it was sort of like, oh, all right, you're going to manage the team. Are you all right with that? I sort of went, oh, OK. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so yeah, so, so that's
0: quite a young age to start, 21. So um not more interested in coaching than playing, really, or... Having it, hopefully, no injuries or anything like that.
1: That could, yeah, no, no, no real injuries or anything. Like that. I always sort of played here and there. Um, I never really played the Sunday League football in adult league, uh, mm. or sort of an adult level. I played Saturday football, um, just for a couple of clubs, just dotted around. Um, but I think it was sort of thing like once I got into coaching, obviously, mm. it, it was a, a Sunday team. Um, I think coupled with. So, unfortunately I'm a Palace fan so I had a season ticket at the time and that just sort of took the weekends. um playing just sort of went to a I think rather than just doing a Saturday or Sunday league I just ended up doing the five-a-side stuff with my mates yeah. really it yeah. took a back seat for sure
0: yeah well it's quite often that age isn't it when your social life starts to kick in and you go to games watch a full your club around you know up and down the country and then the it doesn't leave so much time for playing yourself, does it? So, yeah, yeah something said for the five side leagues. Although I shudder whenever any of my lads say they're going to golf yeah. a game during the week. I'm thinking, please don't get injured. So you you started off. So you started with the under eights. sets. So that's quite a young age group there. So, yeah. and that was your first um, kind of foray into football coaching. So how how did you find that as an experience with that age group?
1: Um, so it's quite interesting. Like the, the, the kids are really easy to coach at that age. They just listen to everything you say. They take it all on board. Um, it, it's the, the thing is managing the parents. And I think anyone who's managed youth football grassroots would agree. It's just the parents and sort of managing their expectations. Of course, at that age, everything's just equal game time. You want everyone to get on, make sure they're learning as much as possible. Um, mm. So sort of it, it was enjoyable to do, but I stuck with that team from under eights all the way to under 14s.
0: Oh great. So about
1: so like six that. Of Yeah. So before so... coming
0: into Orpington, had you had had you done any coaching, like FA coaching badges or anything like that? Or did you do that on the on on the job, so to speak?
1: No, so I was completely fresh um to it. So I think I did my level one within a couple of months. Mm-hmm. Um I think it was different from the way it is now. So it was just like a a couple of weekends or something like that. Three weekends in a row, I think it was. Um just down at Charlton's training ground, just doing it there. Got that done, it's um, Wang, then, isn't it? They they do
0: quite a yeah. lot
1: of uh, courses there. Yeah, it was quite good there. It's a good experience yeah. just to get in a, a ground like that rather than doing it somewhere that's uh, just a normal grassroots ground, really. Yeah,
0: they've got an indoor bit as well there, haven't they? Like a pitch kind of. I, I think they've got set up there as well for.
1: Yeah, there was. Um, I think there's something there now. I don't know if it was there at the time because when I was hmm. there they had like one AstroTurf, um, and I, I know there's like a, a couple up there now, um, hmm. and it, we were just in a portal cabin.
0: All right, really? Okay, so no frills.
1: Nah,
0: nah. So you got to do your you got to do your level one pretty quickly, and then yeah. as you say, you progress with the eights, then all the way up to under fourteen. So that's quite a good run with them, and it changes a little bit, doesn't it? The um, pitch sizes, the number of players. So there's quite a lot of adaptations you'd have to make um, with your training and and with the players as they as they get older. So that kind of gives you a bit of a bit of background and a bit of experience
1: there. Yeah. Yeah. No So then good. what
0: happened yeah. after five years then they're asked, you're still with open same club. So what 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 was the jump then from, from under fourteens? Where did you move to next age group? So boys?
1: so from under fourteens, basically what happened we'd we'd progressed all the way from the D League in those five, six years. Um we'd sort of won C League, won the B League, won Cups here and there. We got to the A League mm-hmm. and it was the sort of the, the season after Covid. Um, when it the first half of the season was still affected by it. But we went into a shield, beat everyone in that um, and basically won what was sort of the A-League that year mm-hmm. or the closest thing to it. So we got really? to it and all the lads were sort of saying, oh, Kent Youth League, Kent Youth League. Um, mm-hmm. And unfortunately, like we applied for it and trialled and we did friendlies and thing, and things we were doing really well like beating teams here and there that are playing Kent Youth League. But it just didn't go through. The application, I think it got knocked on its head because our, our first team are still where they are now. They're Division 2. Uh, whereas I think Kent Youth League teams likely to be a Kent Prem side, just from entering anywhere after under thirteen. So it sort of it hit a dead end. Um, we couldn't progress any further. A lot mm-hmm. of the lads just sort of moved on, and it's sort of what I'd said. I said, look, if you want to do it, go and get there. Um, so we just sort of come to an, a halt really. That team.
0: It's quite It's kind of difficult, isn't it? Like you say, because when you've got um, a team that's doing really well and the players have, have won everything there, they're obviously playing to a really good standard and there'll be other clubs at Kent League that will find places for them and it does become difficult if you can't get into that division yourself then, you know, all of a sudden it's like, well, where's the next progression for me as a p- to player developing? I want to play in higher leagues and, you know, get exposed to better teams and things like that and often you can find that um, if you can't make that progression yourself for whatever administrative reasons, um, you know, the players... Do need to look
1: to find another home, don't they? Yeah, yeah, and that was a the thing. They moved on, and, and a few of them moved on in sort of a, a big group. Um, I can't remember where they ended up, but a few mm. of them are still playing together now. Like a few good. years later, it's nice but we're, we're, it's good to see them doing that. Um, mm. but no, basically, I sort of I looked at it myself, and I thought I've done this. You know, I'm really settled at the club, uh, quite comfortable with everything like that. I just sort of thought, what's the progression for me? Where does it go from there? Um, so, the conversation of taking the first team come up. And it just sort of went from there, really.
0: Great. So, you've been managing the first team for how many seasons now?
1: This is our second year.
0: Second season with them.
1: Brilliant.
0: So, then you say the first team. So, a little bit about Alpenton. I know they're quite a well-established club and they're a big club. So, you've got quite a few teams. So, on the men's side of it, on the, on the senior side, is it you've got a first team? Do you have a reserve team as well or...?
1: Yeah, so we've got a reserves team. Um, so we have quite, sort of quite a close connection with our reserves. We train together on a midweek night. Um, squads are sort of, we have a pool of players and squads are sort of picked from that. But really sort of the mm-hmm. first thing this year has been so consistent. The same sort of 15 lads every every week, really. Um, mm-hmm. And it's really helped the twos. So they've had a more consistent squad from it. We've to build, they're getting stronger every week. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, we, we work quite closely together, and I think so you, adult-wise, we so... and, and
0: what division, yeah. what, what league are they in then? Are
1: they so they're they're currently in the Seven Oaks Div Two. Seven Oaks. Um, good, good so we do. sort of look at it. And it's it's quite it's quite a gap in a way. Uh, we look mm. at other clubs that we come up against in our division, and they've got like a probably in South London Prem side or mm. doing you know doing a lot higher. Um, but that's just a natural progression thing. It's that's going to mm. come early years when you start a reserves
0: course, it is yeah. It, t- it takes time to build up, doesn't it? But you know, um, it- it's all worth it. And I know Open's, um got a lot of um, a lot of resources, and you've got. I think there's more clubs, more teams with the club than just the men's, isn't there? So yeah, um, obviously a really big junior side. I think probably from 17 all the way down to like you said under eights and maybe even younger than that. So how many? Yeah. You know, putting you on the spot now, but how many kind of teams you've got roughly with with the club in total?
1: It's around the 40 mark. Um, so, I think that's just like five men's teams across Saturday, Sundays, vets as well. There's mm-hmm. a ladies. And then the rest is just like kids, really.
0: Yeah, amazing. So, good, loads, work. Yeah. Some good work being done there. Hmm. And then coaching and, and training with the reserves, it is good. I mean, we, we my reserve side, we train with our first team who we are um, in the scaffold division. And it always gives the lads, you know, a little lift knowing when they're training, probably the same with your reserves, that, you know the first team Gaff is there, and you know he's watching, and you know you, you'll be keeping an eye on them. So it makes people honest and keeps them on their toes, doesn't it? You know they yeah. want to show you what they can do as well. Maybe there's an injury one week, and somebody needs to step up, and they want it. You know they might want it to be them.
1: Yeah, um, we're quite open with the sort of movement between the teams as well. Like mm-hmm. lads might drop down to get a back in, well, get back into form, or. They've had an injury or something like that, they're not getting minutes, so they drop down and the lads will come up that have been doing well. Um so it's quite an open sort of system, really. There's, there's been a lot of lads that have come up and down and sort of go and play 90 for the twos and they'll come up with us and sort of help us out on a Saturday, you know, just to sort of help their development, really.
0: Yeah, and that's and that's the beauty of being in different divisions or different leagues rather, is that you can dual sign, can't you? So basically you can have both squads registered with both with both leagues. So Like you say, if you do have somebody injured, they can drop into the Seven Oaks and get a game to get their match fitness up. Or if somebody's doing particularly well and you want to have a look at them in in your division, you've got that option as well. So it it does work well, doesn't it? It gives you that little bit more flexibility. Yeah, definitely. All right. So, I mean, looking at this season so far, you're in your, this is your second season with the team. So... Were they in the, your company Division Two West? Is that where they were last season when you picked them up?
1: Yeah, so um, I think we've been in Div Two now for probably five so years. Okay. Um, I think scary. basically we, we had quite a sort of tumble. If you go back a few years, we we had a Skeffil first team, um, we had a reserves in the Kent Prem, and I think mm-hmm. the Skeffil team ended up going because of funding or lack of funding, um, and the. The reserve sort of tumbled down to Division 1 with it, ended up getting relegated, had a really bad season. Uh, so we've been in Division 2 ever since. Um, but, yeah, so two years in there, and we're hoping to uh, end that run this year and obviously get up to Div 1.
0: That'd be great, yeah. I mean, and it does happen. I mean, um, I think Crock and Hill, they're in our division at the moment, but they're, 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 you know, right at the bottom of the league at the minute. They've had a really tough season. But, you know, my, my understanding was they were a Kent Prem... Last season, and indeed they were scaffold, um only a couple of seasons ago. So you know, if it's um, it's it's by no means a, an easy thing. Once you're there, you know it's great, but staying there is very difficult, and uh, yeah. the standard's really high. So yeah, it, it does happen. You do see that, quite you know, with other teams as well. So this season, then looking at it, I mean, you've obviously we'll come to the cup run separately because um, I want to have a good chat about that but in the league i mean you haven't played so many games which again is probably linked to doing well in the cup because the cup uh, takes precedent over league fixtures doesn't it so starting to have a look at the table with you now um it's a good little it's a good little division there you've got some decent sides and we we'll, we've talked in the past about falconwood and and how well they've been going they they're currently top of the division with um, 31 points from 13 games, which is a really good, you know, no no losses yet. But then after that, you know, there's a, Parkwood have played 14, and they're on 30. Fleetwood, 17 on 28. So, they've played quite a few games more there. And then you guys are sitting nicely on fourth place, 12 played and 25 points. So, you know, it's in it's in your own hands at the moment. I mean, you've got, Five points with two games in hand. Uh, I'm I'm assuming you'll probably end up playing either Parkwood or Falconwood again um, at some point.
1: Yeah, so uh, actually yesterday we were meant to play Parkwood. Um, It's sort of a a massive game, obviously. So we've got two games in hand on them, uh, five points behind. They're doing really well this season. They were with us last year. Um, We made sort of quite two very close games last year against them played them first game of the season this year and drew one all. Uh, We were unlucky. We just all went one nil up in that one. And I think they scored quite late on, Uh, but it was a very tight game. We're fully expecting a really, really competitive game against them when we play them eventually soon. Mm. But yesterday, obviously because of the bad weather game got called off, we were all set full strength. Everything was like set. We were, you know, we were just going to go at it as best we could. Um, Mm. And we just look at it like we're, with those games in hand we have got it's not necessarily an advantage because they've already played those games they've already got those points in the bag, yeah. and it's the pressures yeah, on us yeah. to pick up those wins from the games in hand
0: yeah absolutely. so
1: we we play one of those games in hand next week because they don't play, so that's fleet down um we right. played a few weeks weeks back really um so we get hopefully we're aiming to obviously win that one, climb a bit closer, yeah, and then when we do eventually face them, it will uh, be a very very close game we're hoping to uh, come out on top of it, of course.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean there are there's lots of tough, tough games in there. But so with the with the squad then, so you stepping back a little bit to the start of the season, then you've come in and you've kept a similar squad to your first season, you've managed to retain most of the players, or have you had to bring in a few new faces? Has how did your pre-season start for you?
1: I'd I'd probably say preseason started well. We had a lot of new faces that came in. Um but it was very much a, a sort of a rebuild. So obviously we had the squad from last year that was a bit of a, a slow build, getting it to mm. a decent standard. We finished like fifth, I think, fifth or sixth. Um, so we did well, cool. yeah. but we knew that we had to improve a lot. Certain areas had to be strengthened quite a bit. We struggled for goals last year, so we've we've got two lads in that have scored a, a decent amount of goals this year, um, mm-hmm. and that's made a well, massive it helps, difference. Yeah, it makes a massive difference. Uh, a couple of extra defenders, midfielders. We we've we've strengthened a lot throughout the squad. Um the depth is a lot better last season. And that's built up over this season, really. Yeah, um I yeah. think if we had the squad we had have now at the beginning, yeah, I think we'd look in a much, much better position. But you could say the same about any club. Everyone strengthens yeah. over. But that's the, the,
0: the that's the that's the that's the sign of a good coach though, isn't it? Is it? knowing where your weaknesses are and having the ability to identify players that are, you know, attainable and people you can draw in and and bring them in. So it sounds like you've had a very successful pre-season then. You know, first season, you've looked at the squad, you've played the season, you've had a look, you've made some had some thoughts about where you need to strengthen up, managed to do that in pre season, which is brilliant. And then as the season started, um how was your first few games? How did you define the the opening section of the season?
1: Uh, so, we, we got thrown straight in. We didn't even get the chance to have a run. We we played uh, Parkwood first, Falconwood second, drew both of those at home uh, after taking the lead in both. So, it was a bit of a... Mm. But when you look at it now and look where those two teams are, you sort of think, oh, if we'd held out in those, we, we'd be in a really nice position. Um, we've gone through the whole season. We've got one loss this season. Um, mm. but it's just a bit of a nightmare game. We played Stansfield, lost. I wasn't there. I was away. Which is a rare weekend for me, but I was away. Both the centre backs come off within twenty minutes, and it was just like I don't know, just a, like a bad day, really. really hard, um, yeah. But take that out of it. We've had a really good season in the league. You know, really good.
0: Yeah, I mean, look, I know, I know, I know Falconwood's um, player and a lot of their players and their manager, their coaching team there, and I know they are really, you know, really strong side. So to get a draw that early in the season when you have just brought players in and you're gelling. Because they 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 play together for seasons and see you know at least two or three seasons so they've got that little bit of um, cohesion going through them and they're well coached and they, they've got some good technical players there so you know that's a really good result and like you say Parkwood are second in your division at the moment and you know second game out to get a draw there you know you you'd like you think in hindsight oh could we win them you know get higher up and get get some points on them but. When it's your main rivals, a draw is good enough. Sometimes it's just a case you don't want them getting that gap on you. So if you can keep it, yeah. you know, keep keep it level, so to speak, then it's not it's not the worst result you can get when you're playing against a direct rival. Um, and obviously, you know, now your team's kind of knitting in and settling together. Then the second legs against them in the in the league, you've got that, you know, that experience of playing in the first time. Plus your team's a bit more. Um, well, a bit more cohesive, I guess, and it'll give you a, a good opportunity. You know, you know, hopefully, you 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 can take some take something more out of them because I think where you're looking at the minute, twelve played and twenty five points is is really good. Um, Fleet down next week, you say, and they're three points. They're only three points in front with they played seventeen, so you've got quite a lot of games on Fleet down, but by no means, you know. An easy side sitting third, it's going to be a competitive game still, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. But um, you know, hopefully, if you've got your full team out, one that you're you're comfortable that you can try and uh, you know meet you meet your requirements on.
1: Yeah, no, I mean that they're, they're a good outfit fleet down. Um, but it's it's their last game of the season. Um, so I think they're sort of looking in points wise for them to go up. I, I think it obviously means a, it it needs a big sort of slip from us and Parkwood. Yeah. Um. So it almost sort of makes it a a sort of a, a call it a free horse race, but you've got Falconwood. Obviously, you know, fully expect Falconwood to the go up. They're they're brilliant, as you say. Hmm. Um, so almost makes it a straight shootout between us and Parkwood. As long as we sort of um put in a positive performance next Saturday and win the game.
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So as you, I'm talking about your home game, home games, where where are you based? Where do you play your matches from?
1: Uh, so we play in a just a sort of Place called Goddington Park, which is in Alpington, just off the exit from the M25. Um okay. So it's sort of a it's a public park, like it's no nothing glorious, but we've got a sort of uh, little private field, we call it, a sort of semi-private field where it's cut off. You can't see it immediately when you turn up. You can see one goal sort of through the opening the, the pathway. Um, but it's a nice little pitch, flat pitch, really well looked after because of the size of the club. We get like some decent grants really. Yeah. And they put about 90 grand in over three years into the pitches, looking after them. So we've played games on weeks where like, no one else has played because the pitches haven't holed up, which can happen. But because it's only us playing on that pitch, we're sort of in a really fortunate position with the the pitch we've got. People might turn up and think, oh, it's a park and everything like that. But you walk around the back and it becomes a bit more of a football ground uh, in itself. It's, it's nice to play at.
0: Yeah, no, that's great. And so,
1: how many of your sides play on that ground? Uh, so in the ground, so all of them. The whole of Alpington is is yeah. in Goddington You're, Park.
0: That's your that's your base for the whole club. Yeah,
1: Brilliant. it's the, the the whole thing. So no one plays outside of it. Um, all the kids sort of play in the main park. As you turn up, there's a load of pitches mm. just covered in goals. All the kids teams play there, and the adults play over the back so yeah. where we are. Um, right. but no, it's, it's a good setup.
0: And I I don't know it. I've not been to I've not played there um, yet, but um from from where you're directing it, like kind of off of um I guess junction four for the M twenty five, it's not yeah. gonna be um a million miles away from um Crock and Hills Ground, I guess. It's kind of a, a couple of miles away maybe, but not too far yeah. from, from where they are. I think they're junction three, aren't they? So they're probably just one one junction down from there. So I know the area now. There are some good Good, good spots around there for pitches definitely
1: yeah uh, definitely yeah.
0: yeah lots of good grounds so that's interesting um so okay so the league's looking really good I mean I must say it's it's well within your hands and the fact you've only lost one all season and you know in a game where it sounded like it was a, a lot of uh, unusual unusual um, circumstances around it with two center backs coming off so early yeah, in it's enough to make you pull your hair out, literally, when you've got games like yeah. that. You know, you're kind of there and you're you, you left scratching your head a bit. What do you do? You know, you can maybe get away with one injury to centre-back, but two definitely makes it um, a hard game to see out. And you, I guess your shape and tactics go out the window after yeah, uh, half hour. it's just
1: everything. It's like, I wasn't there. I was actually that weekend, I was away getting engaged for the missus. So it's sort of, uh, mm-hmm. I'm getting the text through and I'm thinking, oh no, hold on, and what's <laughs> going on? I'm, I'm thinking in my head, what should they be doing? So I've got um, Milvins, my assistant manager, and Knowles our goalkeeper coach too, like really, really top quality coaches that do massive amounts of work for the, not just the first thing, but the, the setup up in general, the senior men. So they're they're brilliant to have, but I think it's that day, just everything just went against them. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's uh, it's probably not a bad weekend to miss for you by the sound <laughs> of it, you know. Um, and then coming away from the league then, because I think we can park that there because, you know, there's a lot of games to go and I will be watching those. And uh, it's, it's nice to see that all the divisions really, you know, our division um, in Div 1, there's about four teams that are still in the race, you know, genuinely for the second place. Certainly, I think Bexley have done enough to get promote, you know, to win, the, either win the league or second place for sure. But I think out of the um, three or four other teams below, they, they could definitely, uh, second place is well up for grabs. Very similar in yours is, you know, three teams all battling it out at the top there. And also I know in division three, talking, uh, you know, about the league there and how that's looking, divisions running out and, you know, you've got halls and um, you've got, you um, quite a few other clubs all all pushing ballers very closely. And I know um looking at yesterday's results, um All Stars beat AMG ballers. as so was their first yeah. defeat. Yeah. So that that division's really good. So I think it's a good it's a good advert for the for the county, Kent County in general, you know, how competitive all the divisions are now and you know at both ends, you know, not just at the top, but there's no one really getting cut away at the bottom in most of them now either. So it's it's quite good to see that. But moving into the Cup, I know you're in the Kent Junior Cup. Yeah. So let's let us go back and start your journey on that. So um, it's a very good competition. And I think that's open to teams in Division 3 up to Division 2. Is that right, the Junior? Or, yeah. or correct I, me, or does it go a bit higher than that?
1: I, I believe it's Division 2 downwards. Right. So there's a load of, um, obviously from the Kent, County teams, but then there's also Seven Oaks teams, uh, Rochester teams, and Canterbury yeah, so teams. It's all dots teams about
0: it as well, can't they? Yeah. So any Saturday team that plays district level up to Division Two um, can do it. Because I'm a bit out on that one because we we play in Kent County, but we're affiliated to the uh, London FA, so we play the uh, London uh, Junior Cup. So yeah. that's kind of similar to to the Kent that you are doing there. So okay, so how, how's that started for you then? Who was your can you recall back what your first fixture was?
1: Yeah, um so I think going through like all the games, like they've all gone really well. In like in our favour, like we've put really good performances in in every single one. Uh yeah. very first game was away against Metro Gas Reserves. Um and now I, I know that the guy who's in charge there now is doing like a brilliant job. Yeah, uh, yeah. and I don't know how sort of how early that was in his sort of tenure as manager, but we we went there and I think it was five nil. Um our striker, Dami, got a hat-trick. Really good performance from him. But the team in general was oh, brilliant that day. And we actually sort of rotated a bit as well. Got lads on, give them an opportunity, give them a start and still come out with a result. It was really good. So
0: was that, was you at home or away on that one? As away. Away? All oh, right. Okay. So, that is a good result. And I know they, they had started um, poorly. I think their coach had left and they'd had some issues there. And the new manager's come in now and had uh, uh, a very good... Good reports, you know, yeah, about definitely. him, and I think he's kind of eight in a row now. Maybe eight wins, or there's certainly eight games without defeat, and they're, they're pushing up now up for through for the league. So certainly a good team, you know, the, the foundations were there. So that's a, a really excellent result there. Yeah, only yeah. first time, definitely um, a banana skin. You know, not the yeah. easiest of draws to get away to Metro Gas Reserves. So that's a great start to, for you guys. Confidence, obviously, high then. And then, yeah, no, very and you, good start. Yeah. You wait for the draw to come out, and and who was who was
1: next on the list? Uh, so next one was another Div three teams. We had uh, Dartford Celtic.
0: Another I think this team. one,
1: yeah. So really, really, strong. So I think at the time they were they were second or third at the time, and we we're sort of talking between, like before the game, sort of saying Do you think you're going to catch ballers and everything like that. Like they were well in it, I know a couple mm-hmm. of results have gone against them now, and obviously Halls are very strong. Yeah. Uh, but at that point in the season, they were really on form. Uh, and I think that one went in a similar fashion with, again, brilliant performance. Uh, another lad, I think uh, Greg, who's been with us, I mean, he's been at the club for years, uh, 18, 19 now. He's, you know, come through the youth, scored a hat-trick, you know, with his head, I think. Last <laughs> year, doesn't score a single header and then one yeah. game gets free. I think. Um
0: <laughs> hat-trick ahead is
1: great. Yeah, so I think we were five new up and then just let two wow. slip late on, so they ended 5-2, so we're through to the next round again.
0: That's a big result. I mean, because they are a good, you know, they're not, they're not an easy team to roll over like that. So you're obviously playing some really good stuff there to to dispatch to them like in in that manner. And yep. um, so you threw safely through to the next round. And then how did that look? What, what who were your next opponents?
1: Uh, so next one was Tankerton, who are in the other they're in the central and east oh. div two. Um, was you home team- or
0: away for that one?
1: So, so this is where it gets confusing. So this is when this is in January when we had the really bad weather. Yeah, we were cast at home. Uh, yeah. Got called off, frozen pitch. Second week we've turned up. Like I'm putting the goals up, and it was frozen, frozen mm-hmm. solid. Refs turned up, thought, no, no, we can get the game on. We'll we wanted to play, obviously, from having the yeah. game called off the week before. We all wanted to play, and we we're like, yeah, it'll be fine and think like. That. Uh, but unfortunately, got to about 15 minutes before kickoff, the lads are wondering where we've. Disappeared because I'm on the pitch talking to the ref, and he's had to call it off because it just hadn't recovered. Mm. Uh, so we sort of we felt quite bad because Tankton are from Canterbury, so they've made that entire That's journey great. two weeks yeah. in a row. Got quite a bit further in the second week. Um, so basically, the Kent FA just reversed it. I think it's just a default rule. If it's called off two games in a row, it gets flipped. So we went down to their place in Canterbury. Um
0: it's a bit of a journey here, like you say, but yeah, I guess if they've made that journey twice, it's yeah, the hard thing, isn't it? It's like when can you you know, when do you call a game off with, with yeah. frost and that? It's it's a very tight balance act. You see people doing it the night before and you know, they get absolute pelters, or i had add, you know, you know, it might it might clear in the morning and then yeah. Then you get the other team that does it in the morning and they get absolute pelters because why didn't you do it last night? So that's
1: you, the thing, you, can, yeah. you
0: can't win, can you? You are right, <laughs> right, you're right between a rock and a hard place with these calls. So it's very difficult. But so you went down to Tankerton in Canterbury and yeah. they're the division two, Central and East, are they?
1: Yeah, Division Two Central and East. Um so, yeah. so I'm not sure where they were in the, the table at the time or how they were doing, but we we're sort of looking at results, we, we knew they were a difficult side to beat. They're all very yeah. close scores you're talking like one goal in it most of yeah. the time in, in the league games yeah, um, side, yeah. so we went there nice little area to play on uh, the pitch was a bit bobbly but it's the time of year um, mm. it's just one of those really decent uh, ended up winning it 3-2 with a last minute winner from a 16 year old Miles brilliant
0: oh wow so you just you managed to get uh, what two all quite quite into the game and then yeah a late, a late winner from one of your young junior players. Yeah, it was a, it, it
1: was a battle. It was a battle, definitely a battle. Yeah. Um, the first I'd say, were a bit more open, uh, but this one was definitely a tough one. It was last minute, literally through ball. He's run onto it and smashed it top bins.
0: Very pleasing, that isn't it? Yeah, when definitely, uh, definitely. You know the emotion. You can't get higher than you know yeah. a cup win with uh, that late, and uh, especially with one of your own players coming through and doing it. Yeah. You know, one of your young lads. It's lovely for them as well, isn't it? Gives
1: him a big boost. No, that's cool. It's, it, yeah. it was brilliant. Um and I think yeah. a few minutes before that our keeper Jake had saved the penalty. So it could oh, have gone really? either way. Oh, wow. so it's yeah. A really uh, close game. It
0: could have gone the yeah. other way, but yeah.
1: No, we did well. Did well. Another good game, another win.
0: Yeah, it stuck to it, got your win. And then your reward was a game against
1: So we got another home game. Uh yeah. so it was it was the so this now quarter final against AFC Rangers. Um so we knew <laughs> them. From the previous year, they we went there, I think, in the same cup, in like the first round, though, and lost 3-0. Uh, just just really wasn't... We really weren't up to it. Um, it's not a club I'm,
0: actually, I'm overly familiar with, I must say. Are they a district side, are they?
1: Or? No, so they're, they're Division 2 Central and East as well. Right, OK. Well. So a very, very physically strong outfit, definitely to say that. Um, Got some massive lads up top. Mm-hmm. Um, And they, they just... Yeah, I mean, we went into that one. We had sort of a, a little bit of a crowd at home, which is nice. We had a couple of the youth teams that come up to watch us, a couple of people here and there, parents of the players who'd come and had a look. Uh, but yes. we had a sort of tough opening 15, I think. They were peppering us, they are all over us, we couldn't get the ball. First opportunity, we broke. one up all of a sudden. Um, Two-0 up at half-time, we get another one. And in the end of it, I think we we just sort of, we definitely didn't walk through the game. The scoreline line Finished four 0 but it definitely wasn't uh, an indication on the AFC Rangers at all. They they were good. they were very strong and difficult to beat, Great. definitely. But a well earned place yeah, in the semi final, hundred percent.
0: Yeah, some days it's like that, isn't it? You get five shots and five goals. Other days you get twenty shots and none, and it's just like yeah. when they go, they go, don't they? And it can it can be um, unflattering on on the other team sometimes. But at the end of the day, you know it's a cup, and it's just about doing what you've got to do to get through, isn't it? So, yeah. another good result there against another comparable team in Division 2. So, that was the quarterfinals. Yeah. I don't know where this is going. So, yeah. the semi-finals were played last week, was it 25th of March?
1: Uh, yeah, last weekend.
0: Yeah. And who was your opponents?
1: So, Falconwood. Um, <laughs> who obviously, we obviously haven't seen since the beginning of September. Um, yeah. They've been brilliant, winning pretty much every game. Yeah. Uh, I think a few a week or two before they secured a final in the, the League Cup, which obviously holders of as well.
0: They are, yeah, they did um, they, they did indeed. Yeah, you're right. They did yeah, us so, on um an extra time, I think. Extra time, I think, yeah. Extra time. Game, they they, yeah. they did they did uh, did the job in the end. Yeah. So how was your thoughts going into that then? So it was away, wasn't it? You was paying um their grand. They've got quite a nice grand um brand sharing
1: with Phoenix, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, so it was at Phoenix. Um so sort of initially we were sort of really looking forward to it. Um but we knew we weren't gonna we weren't going there just to turn up and play at a decent ground. You know, we wanted to go there and earn ourselves a place in the final. And I think it was without a doubt it's just obvious that for us to get to the final we had to play absolutely out of our skin, have everything everything nailed down tactically. Uh, players actually knew, not know exactly what they were going to do before the game, how they were mm. going to deal with certain situations during it. Mm. Um, and I think when you come up against a team like Falconwood, you know you can get everything spot on, mm. players go out on the pitch and, you know, mm. they, it can be one or two passes and they're running in behind and they're scoring. You yeah, know, They're great like that,
0: aren't they? So it's quite interesting touching on kind of getting the message to the players and having a plan and and, and stuff like that. So from a coaching point of view with when, you, when does that start? Does that start the, the training session before? Or, you know, you've got that game coming up. Do you start feeding it in a bit earlier? How, how, how do you go about getting that over to the to the lads?
1: Um, so it sort of started a week or two before. As I say, we did like a lot of preparation work on it, um, put a lot of thought into it. Uh, so me and my other two coaches, Milford and Noel, we sort of went over it and decided, like, how, how are we going to deal with them? How do we think they're going to set up? What do we think they're going to target? Bits and pieces like this. Um, and we got that all sort of set out and agreed between us. And we knew we knew where we were going to go, what direction. So it was very much... I think we... we Availability goes out on a Sunday evening. we got everyone confirming they're in. And then on Tuesday morning, we're thinking, right, this guy's going to mark this guy, this guy's going to mark this guy. And we had everyone. And literally messaged the individuals in the starting eleven, saying you're going to message this you're going to be marking this guy this is what we, we think they're going to do this sort of mm-hmm. what we think you're going to come up against um, went through that again at training later on in the week just sort of just got the tactics board out and worked through some stuff our reserves helped us out a lot because they sort of we, we tried to sort of mimic mm-hmm. what we how we thought they were going to set up mm-hmm. Um Obviously, how we thought they were going to set up was a tiny bit different from how they actually did on the match day, um, but it sort of it, it didn't actually affect what we were doing at the back. Yeah, so defensively, rock solid.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, so it's great because that detail, because you're right, it does take um, a bit of time to to come up with it. You know, it, it's difficult to do that for a league games week in week out, but when you've got a big game, you know, a big cup game or something like that, then it's well worth putting that extra um, time into it with the team. And I guess you're you're putting in your time and you need that reciprocate from the players because you need to have that continuity, you need to have the mat training, don't you? So they can, so you can put them in the right place. It's no good if some of these, you know, two or three of the players that you want to start aren't there. It kind of causes it, it makes it a lot more difficult, doesn't it, to get it through. So. You get that buy-in and you know you're onto you're onto, uh great things. So you've got the prep really well. and The players are all you know clear from the message what they're doing, and you turn up on the on the afternoon on the Saturday, warming up, and then I guess it's just a little bit of a chat with them before the game just to reinforce what you're doing and, and what your thoughts are.
1: Yeah, so uh, obviously like went into the game, we we turned up slightly earlier. I think kickoff was at quarter past two, so we turned up. An hour and a half before kickoff. Uh, and I just said to the lads, turn up, settle in, put your stuff in the changing room, go and have a walk out on the pitch. You know, get a feel for where you are, obviously we're we're away, so we don't know the ground so much, we don't know the mm-hmm. surroundings or anything like that. So they just settled in. Um and I tell up like, morale before the game was like on an absolute height. Everyone was turned up, no one was going, Oh, it's gonna be a test oh we've got to we, oh, we got to be our absolute best. Everyone just going into it the mind with the mindset, we're reaching the final today.
0: Yeah, focusing um, on other hand. yeah it's just
1: really positive and aggressive slightly aggressive like mindset to it really like we, we're gonna yeah. do this uh so it helps massively mm.
0: so they're moving on to kickoff uh first half starts and how does it how does it look
1: um so from kickoff i can't remember if we i think falcon would took kickoff at the beginning of the game but i think we we won the ball back quite quick um our strikers had the ball in there their in their box almost relatively soon, like first minute or so. Uh, but I think either a defender cut it out or something like that. There was a one-two between them got a shot off and they, they stopped it. And from there onwards, really, we were under quite a lot of pressure. I don't think we had many chances in the first half apart from that really early on. They had uh, one where I think the guy was a couple of yards out, just sort of side-footed it to the keeper. Another one was a, a volley from 18 yards, smashed the crossbar. Come back down, and we thought oh, it's going to go across the line, but luckily it's just bounced just in front of the line. Um, but that, yeah, I mean, it was a pretty close first half. I'd say we were under the pressure, but we dealt mm-hmm. with it really well. Uh, they, they had two chances, neither resulted in a goal. So you get into the change room at half time, you say, Look, it's a good half. We're not losing the game. We're still in, you know, we're still there. It's level.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when you're away and you're playing against the top of the league, um, coming in all, all level and being in a competitive half, it's definitely something you can you can build on, isn't it? You know, yeah. um, so positive team talk, more of the same. He's kind of saying to him, I guess. Yeah.
1: Any, yeah. any um,
0: changes? Did you need to? Did you feel the need to tweak anything? Saying that they weren't. Yeah. Quite so we, up we made one
1: change. We Made one change at half-time, and it was sort of a. It was. I mean, originally he was going to start, but he got caught up at work. He was late. He, he was there at kickoff, but he'd made it um yeah. warmed up got changed we got him on at half time and the the dynamic just sort of become a bit more we we played a bit more open football
0: is this a builder um, uh, or a forward wide,
1: the wide man is a winger wide so man, um man. yeah so it just sort of helped us we then had two options either side of the pitch hmm. i think rather than one so first half we had uh, one of our under 17s start the game yeah and he's he's good defensively good on the ball he's got a good hmm. touch uh, but going forwards, you just want people just aggressive, got that confidence mm-hmm. to drive on. We, we had that from the go, come mm-hmm. on the pitch, um, Ash. He's one of our newer players, but he, he'd come in and he's just opened up a little bit more. Just a little bit more. Um, and I think it was still the same as the first half. We're having a soak-up pressure here and there. Um, but we were just a bit better on the ball, if you know what I mean. Um, mm-hmm. We kept it a lot more. We were still smashing it from one end to the other. as a a little bit of a panic, and we're sort of shouting from the sidelines that we've got to slow this down. We've got to get the ball down because that's when we'll, that's when we can tear people apart, and that's when we were mm-hmm. sort of hoping to get well. It's where we were hoping to get a goal from by getting it down yeah. and uh, driving forwards with it. But it just yeah, it, it was a
0: wasn't of bit. Of, you need to hold the ball a little bit, don't you, just so yeah. players can get from their defensive into their four positions. You hit it forward too quickly and sometimes your man might get the ball, but he's isolated, he's got nothing around him, and then it gets transitioned again, doesn't
1: it? Yeah, no. And that was the game, really. We were winning it at the back, um, Mm -hmm. limiting them to very few shots, uh, in in credit to our defence and and Jake and goal. We were doing really well, but it was literally just that connection between defence and attack. It was going long, strikers are holding it up, but on midfield, so deep, because with the pressure run, though, that we, we mm. just couldn't really retain the ball. Mm. Um, but I think they, one of their strikers, we, we had a, not necessarily a mistake in our box, but a, a half a clearance that didn't go in where it was intended. And I think it lands their striker on the penalty spot and you're just thinking, here we go. We've lasted mm-hmm. all this time. 70 minutes it must have been. Um, and he's really well hit struck. He, uh, well, really well hit struck and he just hit the post. Uh, mm-hmm. And we just thought with you know, that's, that's got to be it. Clearly, luck's on our side today because yeah. any other day, that's a goal. Um There's but yeah, from, there
0: on the 70th and um,
1: definitely. maybe and, kind
0: of uh, woke people up
1: a bit. Yeah, woke us up um, and we're in a couple of minutes. I think one of our centre-backs, Ryan, wins the ball, heads it forwards. Uh, Damien, our big target man up top, sort of held it on, tried to flick it on to Alex, who's our sort of, one of our more attacking midfielders. He's been with us for a while. Brilliant player. Um, and I, I think it, it lands on the head of one of their centre-backs, loops up in the air and it just drops down. Alex moves right in the spot where the ball's come down on the half-volley. Absolutely smashes it. 25 yards. It's in. Top corners. Yeah. Just went nuts. Everything just yeah. went nuts. We had kids from the club come and support us. Uh, nine of them were fantastic mascots before the game. They were all going nuts behind us. It's just yeah. it, it went crazy. Really did.
0: You get a nice, you can get a nice crowd there, can't you? At that ground as well. So yeah. there's plenty of room for everyone.
1: Uh, oh yeah, plenty of room bring there. that
0: support with you, and yeah, it, it makes a big difference. I know it gives the lads, a, uh, you know, playing a bit of a boost, doesn't it, when they can see that support and you can draw on that energy. So how long was left at the time? Once so you got that, you have got your noses ahead. Um, yeah, what's so left, what's left on the clock?
1: So I think it's about fifteen plus any added yeah. left. Um, and then what are
0: you thinking? Are you, are you thinking uh, carry on or are you thinking park the bus? What's going this, on in your this, mind?
1: This was when it was a test because I hate yeah. parking the bus. Um, I wouldn't necessarily... We, we didn't change anything at the back. Nothing... We were very sort of clear. Like At that point, they've they've not conceded up until this point. We're not changing yeah. anything at the back. Um, but we just sort of changed the midfield around a bit. Stop thinking CDN. Yeah, we sort of uh, made a... More of a sub up front, really. We chucked a... The, the youngster on who got us through to the quarterfinal, we chucked him on. We just said, look, go up top and just press. Just chase him down. Don't let him have mm-hmm. the ball for too long at the back. And everyone else has sort of sat behind the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've almost got, gone with like a flat four in midfield and really just sort of said, look, we've just got to hold this now. Um, I think there was a couple of chances where we could have had another goal. But at that point in the game, you're just thinking, well... If it stays like this, the the job's done. We've just yeah. got to hold in. Don't then.
0: want to overexpose yourself, do you? No, that's the yeah. thing.
1: So yeah, it was yeah. very much. If we get another goal, it's it's gonna it's gonna win the game for us. But it's not a priority. Let's not concede.
0: And you didn't. I think. It, it, how did the no. game finish up? Was
1: it was that the, one 0 That was it. one 0 So great yeah.
0: result. And that puts you into the Kent. Uh, junior, yeah. yeah, Junior Cup final. Yeah. Um, so that's a great achievement, you know, um, the league's looking solid, you've got games in hand, you've got that great energy that you're going to get from being in a cup final, which is fantastic. So, when what's have you got a date for the final yet? Has that been all arranged?
1: Yes, yeah, so, I mean, it's, it's sort of usually you have to wait around for these games, like, and all the other oh. rounds are waiting for the draws and everything like that, um, but we've got it straight away, so it's Saturday the 20th of May at Maidstone, so at the Gallagher Stadium, we're playing Littlebourne, who... Uh, been in the final for the last four years. Um, oh, they? Oh, right. Just a bit that's of a it. bit bit of a nasty omen because they they've been runners up in each of those years. So they right. they're coming out and they're sort of they're going to turn up. But I mean, if, if we have it our way, unfortunately, it's going to be another year. Um, but yeah, I, I, the focus is purely on the league now. It's it's nice that that's at the point where we're hoping. It's obviously the aim that we get to that final and we're a Div One team. Um, yeah, of course. Me going on that morale boost and sort of take the cup as well because I don't think the club's been in a a final like this for years. Um, I think speaking to people at the club, they said it's about twenty years since we've yeah. been a like the first team has been in a cup final. It's senior
0: cup final, and it's a great yeah. Maidstone's ground. It's a lovely ground, you know. It's a proper yeah. stadium there. You can fit quite a few thousand in there. I think so. I've been there for um, some pre-season friendlies when I was uh, I think when I was at in town um, we had a, a, a friendly there um, against the, another side not Maidstone and yeah it's a great little ground there so you can have a really good day out there and I'm sure you might be able to get a couple of coaches together and bring some support down and uh, yeah, yeah. make a day of it it'd be amazing yeah an yeah, amazing that, day Well,
1: wow. that's what we're hoping for hoping to get a couple of coaches but I just can't believe the price of them
0: <laughs> <laughs> well uh... gone up <laughs> Everything's gone up, isn't it? It's ridiculous. Yeah. um yeah, I'm sure you can uh you'd be able to sort something out, maybe find someone to uh in the club to sponsor it or do a little we'll get something. something do a little fundraiser. Yeah, yeah, definitely, absolutely. Yeah, it's what it's all about. Gotta make the most of the cup final. And the best bit for the lads is being on a coach together and kind of having that, you know, build up to it on the morning and you know, whatever it might be, whether or not yeah. when I've been to cup finals um with Wellington. Uh, reserves years ago or rather down to 23s we did that we started off at Thamesmead town where we where we played and breakfast in the morning coach up you know lovely day out you know and um, makes for the makes the memories all better doesn't it so yeah Yeah. really well done I mean it's you know for your second season it, it, it sounds like you've turned the team around you know from fifth year last year to kind of you know pushing for the pushing for promotion A very good in a very good position there, and a great cup final, first one for years. Um, Very exciting times ahead.
1: Yeah, no, definitely. But it's all credit to the lads. So, like every single one of Mm. them, like if if they don't put in that work, it's it don't matter what we do on the sideline. You know, really, they're they're fantastic bunch of lads. Uh, And fingers crossed, all goes our way because our followers deserve it. Yeah.
0: Well, fingers crossed. You know. We might get to see you next season in the league.
1: It'd be great to uh, yeah, see be good. you
0: over at Meridian uh, yeah. next season at
1: some point. Yeah, that'd be good. We had a couple of close... Well, one close game against you last year uh, at Meridian, which I yeah. think we took the lead in early, but then lost it 3-1. Uh, yeah. But it was actually my first game. We had, at a, the very beginning of the last season, nightmare of a squad. Horrendous. Yeah. No disrespect to any lads. they're all They've all moved on now. I think beat us 8-1 or something like that. It was just, a, yeah, yeah. I think, at that point. Yeah, that was, that that was our challenge,
0: was they they done yeah. really well, got promoted. And then, you know, as we said before, the, the manager moved on and um, so did most of the players. I think we inherited about two or three players. And I yeah. I, I, I came in a week before the first game in the season. So, you know, it was quite a tricky... Um, yeah, it's always job, difficult. But, yeah. yeah, but it's gone well. You know, we've balanced it. We've, we You know, the players have really responded to Stuart and I's... Um, kind of training sessions and thoughts and they're gelling now Um, you know we've got the balance right with the players and we've got really good like you said it's all about the lads really we've got a really good bunch of lads now and they're all battling they're all pulling in the right direction and they as the season's gone on like with yourself you know they kind of it it takes time but it it sinks in and then every, every week you can see that kind of understanding coming of what you want them to do and if they embrace it like they have with you, you know, and and they're starting to with us now as well, the results change, you know, and we've gone our last six games in the league now, you know, drawing and winning. We haven't lost a game for for like over seven weeks now. Um, And at the start of the season, we we couldn't buy a win. So, you know, with the right team and the right lads, if you've got a right, if you've got decent coaching and, you know, Stuart does a really good job and, you know, I I, I do what I can. um, I think the lads, you know, they can, you can improve players. You don't have to start off with 10 out of 10 players. They can be 7 out of 10 and you can turn them into 10 out of 10 just by working with them and putting them all in the right direction, really. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so it's been a, it's been a good season for us. We've enjoyed it and the change and I can tell that you're really enjoying it doing the work that you're doing there. hundred
1: percent, hundred percent. Really good. We're, we're lucky, fantastic. as I say, we're lucky to have the group of lads we have. Uh, we've got Davies, he's Oskipa, he's, you know, really experienced. He's played scaffold level, one leagues up there uh, for Glebe, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. So, having him there is a bit of a experience head on shoulders. Yeah. The rest of the squad, we've got a really young... We've got yeah, I was going to say, uh, it's up to
0: the younger lads to look up to. Yeah. and Actually, you know, he can give them advice as well on the pitch, can't he? And, and, yeah, you know, no, he's, he's,
1: he's really important, really good lad. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah,
0: it's great to have those sorts of players around. I think you need one or two of those in every team, don't you? Someone who's done it a bit higher yeah. and can kind of share that knowledge and give you a bit of extra quality, a little bit of star quality when you need it. It which is always handy. So um, all I'll say, Steve, is thanks so much, um, you know, for your time. It was a bit short notice, as some people might have seen, if Uh, they're on Twitter. Uh. So you've done, you know, it's been great to chat to you. First time I've met you, but, you know, it sounds like you're an absolute star there. And, um, all I'll do is I wish you all the best for the rest of the season. Um, I'll keep an eye out for your results. And, uh, I'll see where I am on the 20th of May because if I haven't got anything in the diary I might pop down and watch that it sounds like it would be a, a good game to see
1: yeah definitely it would be brilliant to have you there and if if not hopefully see you next season
0: absolutely yeah alright well all the best till then speak to you
1: soon cool brilliant thank you very much
0: pleasure bye thanks again Steve and all the best in your Kent County Junior Cup Final in May So let's have a look over the classified results for Saturday the 1st of April, Kent County, Division 1 West. Club Langley, nil. Sporting club, Thamesmead Reserves, one. Long Lane v South East Athletic, match postponed. And Metrogas, two. Dance and Sports, nil. So not many fixtures there, just two out of the three fixtures cast managed to get off. There was a lot of rain there. Let's have a quick look over how I did with the predictions then on those. So Club Langley v Sporting Club Thamesmead. Um, I backed Club Langley on that and um, they, they didn't get the result that they were been looking for. It was a really good win, away win there for Sporting Club Thamesmead reserves, getting the clean sheet and, and walking away with the three points 1-0. So good 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 effort there by them. I had that predicted as a 2-1 to Club Langley. Um, Long Lane v South East Athletic, match postponed. Um, I did favor Long Lane 3-2 on that, but we'll have to wait another week to see how that goes. And Metrogas v Dance and Sports, uh, 2-0 to Metrogas, and I had that as a 3-0. So I I got a correct result and not too far off on the uh, score either. So let's have a look now how those results affect the current league standings there's not too much change there with only two games being played um so first place Bexley 21 played 48 points second Wellin Park 21 played 43 points third Metrogas fourth Long Lane Club Langley Equinocule FC Sporting Club Thamesmead Reserves Brighton Ropes Reserves Crayford Arrows, Banson Sports, Southeast Athletic and in the relegation positions Belvedere and Crockenhill. So Metrograss's win there was the uh, only real movement in the division uh, this week so that, by virtue of that win that's taken them up to 42 points on 21 played so they're up to third now they're just a point behind Welling Park on the same games played so uh, very tight between the two. There, it'll be interesting to see how they can do on their final three games um, for both clubs, respectively. Uh, Long Lane's game was postponed, so they're sitting comfortably in fourth. Eighteen played, thirty-nine points. So they've still got their three games in hand, and they've got the uh, points there to to jump into second place if they can um, secure the wins there. Indeed, if they did win all three. Um, that those nine points would put them level with Bexley on games played and points. But obviously, um, the points in hand are really key. And we'll have a look at the upcoming fixtures shortly because um, Bexley and Long Lane will be coming up very soon. Um, So no change really in the top two. Bexley and Welling Park holding their places there. And South East Athletic with no game. They stay uh, 11th just outside of the relegation positions and belvedere and crockenhill still sitting there belvedere on 22 games played now nine points level with southeast athletics so i think it's fair to say in my opinion anyway that the you know the final um, relegation position is going to be a kind of a two way battle between belvedere and southeast athletics so plenty to play for at the bottom and the top of the table which is what we want to see so let's have a look ahead now to next week's fixtures for Kent County Division 1 West on Saturday the 8th of April. Um, we've got a larger um, casting of fixtures this week, which is great uh, for Easter Saturday. So those are Belvedere v Dance and Sports, Bexley v Long Lane, Crayford Arrows v Club Langley, Crockenhill v Metrogas, And Equinocchio v Sporting Club Thamesmeads. So, some really exciting games there. Um, Let's start off at the top and we'll try and put some predictions to these. So, Belvedere v Danson. um, Quite a tough one to get the result on this. I think both teams are capable of the win on their day. Belvedere, we played them a little while ago. And, you know, their pitch is a good tool for them at home because it's not the flattest. It's a little bit bobbly and hilly. And I think. If you play on that week in, week out, it, it gives you a little bit of an edge. And I know Danson, like us, like to play on the um, 4G at home. So it would be a bit of a shock for them, I think, playing there. And we certainly had a tough game. So I think if Belvedere got the similar squad out to what they had when we played them, it will be a, a, big, a big battle for Danson. Um, that said, I think, you know, it's time for Danson's luck to change, maybe. So I'm gonna edge that and go with a one nil away win to dance and sports. Um the next fixture's a really big game. Um it's Bexley who are top against Long Lane who are fourth. Now there's a few positions between them, but points per game, um it's pretty much neck and neck. Long Lane do need points now, you know, the the the, the games in hand are well and good, but it's getting to the business end now. So they will be looking to pick something up from that. I think an away point would be good for them. Um, but if they want uh, hopes of taking the whole thing, then it's certainly a six-pointer that they're going to need to take the three points off of Bexley on. And you know what? I'm going to put my neck on the line here, and I'm going to back Long Lane to beat Bexley, and we'll go Bexley nil, Long Lane. Two, so that's a bold prediction. Um, Crayford Arrows v Club Langley. Um, Crayford Arrows forms kind of petered out a little bit over the few last few weeks. We 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 played them not too long ago, and, and they were very tough. It was a really really hard uh, hard fought victory for us. Um, so they certainly are a strong team, and they certainly are capable of picking up points um, against most. That said, I think Club Langley know they've got no more. There's no more scope for them to drop any points now if they do want to harbour any real hopes of getting into that second position. So I think they're going to be well up for that. And I'm going to back an away win again. So I'm going to go on this one. Crayford 1, Club Langley 3. So that's my prediction on that. Um, Crockenhill v Metrigas. Um I don't see much in this game with regret for Crockenhill. Metrocasts are going really well. And another team that's, you know, they need the points now. They're third place and they're just a point off the promotion spots, but they know the teams below have games in hand on them, many games in hand actually, three and two for Club Langley and Long Lane. So they can't afford any more slip-ups either. So I'm going to do another away win. It's all the away wins today, isn't it? Um, so we'll go Crockenhill nil. And Metrogas, four. And the final fixture will be equinoquial v Sporting Club Thamesmead Reserves. Um, Sporting Club just coming off the back of a really good away win to Club Langley. But um, equinoquial at home on the 4G, they're very strong. They play probably the best um, passing football team that we've played this season. So you know that's um, that says a lot because there are some really good sides around in our division this year. Um, but looking at it, I'm going to slightly favour Equinocule. I think they'll bounce back this week and pick up a win. They've not had um, they've not they had a very good January and February, but March wasn't so good. So I think they'll probably back, bounce back this week, and I'm going to go for a home win on that one. So that's my only home win of the uh, week, and I'm going to go Equinocule to win that. 2-0 So that brings an end to this week's podcast I uh, hope you enjoyed the interview and uh, enjoyed the show and uh, look forward to welcoming you all next week and till then have a great week in football
1: Searching for players? Searching for clubs? Find players and clubs near you right now on MatchArg Playing football could never be easier. Download MatchHark on Google Play or visit our website at matchhark.com. Truly a great match. MatchHark.
0: This week's Selk podcast was brought to you by Down to Play, the simple app for next game availability.